It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the podcast on the road this season. We want you to come with us. We're heading to Tampa. We're heading to Nashville. We're heading to New Orleans and maybe a couple other surprises. Thanks to fansofphilly.com. That's P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com. They put all the packages together for us. We're going to hit the road. Set it and forget it. Four-star hotels, direct flights, tickets to the game, tailgates, pregame festivities, and can be a part of our show's as we're there the whole weekend, wherever we are going. Fansofphilly.com. Make sure you use the code BGN so we all stick together and come have fun with us as we cheer on our Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, and take over every stadium that we are in this season. Fansofphilly.com. Promo code BGN. Welcome on in to the 39th, a.k.a. Now, I never watched this guy play. Uh, his name is Major Everett, and I was looking on the, the Eagles by jersey numbers, and the name Major Everett just jumped out of the page at me. And I'm going to assume, because my version of Major Everett is that he was a hard-hitting safety that played for the Eagles and was like probably great. So I'm going to look him up right now. On the podcast, because I don't know who he is, but I assume he's a hard-hitting safety. So 
Oh, no, he was a running back. He was a running back. So uh, a big swing and a miss on Major Everett. He had a total in his entire career, which spanned five seasons, uh, 84 yards. So wasn't a good player. I think if he was a safety, he would have had a better NFL career. But this is the Major Everett episode of the Counterpoint Podcast, episode 39 of the Counterpoint Podcast, which, like, I think the Kiss and Solak show started, like, five months after me. They passed me, like, last week. So maybe I got to step my game up. Also, like, it's just it's just sad that the BGN radio crew continues to deprive the people of Jack Fritz. It's, it's you know, we, I've, I've seen it in the reviews saying we need more Jack Fritz airtime. Listen, that is solely dependent upon John Barchard allowing me to talk on 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 podcasts, on, on Counterpoint. He only lets me talk on the Counterpoint podcast. It's just tough being suppressed by John Barchard on a routine in and out basis. So that's why the Kiss and Soul Actual gets so many more so many more episodes out because I'm not allowed to do more than one counterpoint a week. So just just send your disappointment. I want you to direct all of your disappointment in this at John Barchard on Twitter. At, at John Barchard. So just let him know that you're not happy that he only lets me do one episode of Counterpoint a week. Okay? Trust tree? Cool. Thanks. Also, another trust tree moment. So last week I took a pretty hard stance. Um, I, I claimed myself. Uh, to be the Eagles fans are. I made myself the Eagles fans are, the self-proclaimed Eagles fans are, which is fine. Like I don't, I, I don't need anyone else's justification. I think, given my resume, and if you've listened to this podcast, you would agree that I'm a worthy choice for being the Eagles fans are. So um, I came out pretty hard, and I said, listen, I have to approve of you wearing, portraying any Eagles-related things at your wedding, and a lot of you, like me, are are getting married in the near future, and I got a bunch of panicked emails, like, oh my god, Jack, I'm sorry, I didn't reach out, um, listen, I'm just gonna come out and say it, right off the get-go here, if you're in the trust tree, you listen to this podcast, you love this podcast, you're automatically allowed to, to do Eagles-related stuff at your wedding, you get this, you get what it means to be a diseased Eagles fan, okay, so, I just want to, I don't, I didn't want to scare anyone, I just assume that everyone that listens to this podcast would understand that if you are a Disease Eagles fan, you are in the trust tree, that you are allowed to wear Eagles stuff at your wedding. I'm talking about the Fugazis that only watch on Sundays. Don't research during the week. Don't listen to podcasts. Don't listen to Sports Talk Radio. Don't rewatch the game at least three times. Like Those fraud asses are not allowed to wear wedding stuff or, or Eagles stuff at their wedding or portray any kind of of Eagles related things because we don't want the spreading of the fraudness, which is just happening. I'm trying to put an end to it. So if you're in the trust tree, you are hundred percent allowed into, uh, you're allowed to wear Eagles related stuff at your wedding. Um, I didn't even like tease the, tease the episode. So this is just bad, bad pos- podcasting by me. Um, we have Jack's headlines, which we'll get to in a second. I just have another thing. I have to attack a certain species that I'm just continuing to be sick and tired of. And we also have just a loaded counterpoint mailbag. A bunch of questions that I got to get to because it's just loaded. It was a great counterpoint mailbag session. A lot of good questions. I really appreciate it. You can always send your mail, your mailbag questions to counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. So I'm done with deer for the second time. I I hate deer. I think I think deer are assholes. And if you've listened to this podcast from the beginning, 
I don't know which podcast it was, but at some point I did a whole rant about how deer are assholes because I almost hit a deer and it just really frustrated me. Well, I actually hit a deer last night. I, I fucking hate deer. And, you know, like what? I, I, I first off, like if I hit it on a back road, I would feel more bad because like that's probably on me for like texting. I hit this fucking thing on the middle of a highway. So like, like what the fuck are you doing in the middle of the the, the highway? What what it what what state of mind did that give you the right to just go walking out into the middle of the highway? It doesn't make any sense. Like you cannot possibly be that stupid. You see all these cars going seventy miles an hour, and you're just gonna go out and and, and just just you're waiting to die. Like you're just it's a death sentence for deer. So like why are you going out into the middle of the highway? Because you know you're gonna die. Like it just it doesn't make any sense. So like you're so stupid. You have to uh, your stupidity gets other people in wrecks. And, and damage to their car. And here's why I'm really mad. is because this fucking deer broke my beautiful Kelly Green Eagles license plate. It's a beautiful Kelly Green Eagles license plate. And now it is ruined because this idiot deer decides to go into the middle of the highway. And, and like, what are you doing? It was the middle of the night. I had my low beams on because I didn't want to flash to the other side of the, of the highway, which is just me being courteous. And you idiot ass deer run into the middle of the road not in the trust tree and i have to hit you now i tried to stop but at that point what did you think was gonna happen dumbass and you broke my license plate you broke my license plate it is literally my most prized possession it is a gorgeous license plate it pops and now the the l is missing and it's black instead of a nice silver Now I'm fine, and the deer's probably dead. Just so upset about my license plate, because I love that license plate. But, I mean, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? All right, Jack's headlines. So, I just, I, I see these Carson Wentz videos, and if it doesn't move when you see these Carson Wentz videos, like, you've got another thing coming. Like, you, you, it's, it's a you problem, it's not a me problem, because I don't know how, or what type of sorcery Carson Wentz did when he was hurt for that has allowed him to look as good as he does. He should not look as good as he does. He really shouldn't. He had like people. I've seen this, so much fake news. They're like, oh well, he just tore his ACL. Like he didn't just tear his ACL. He tore his ACL, MCL, LCL, and part of his IT band. Like you don't just come back from that and look. He looked. He looked normal. Like he looked normal. He's actually going to play week one. He's 100% going to play week one. It's absolutely absurd uh, how good he looks. And he is a he is a wizard. And listen, it might be time to start picking up that Bible thing because it's starting to make some sense because of what Carson's doing right now. Um, I mean, I, I, it, it, I the, the Carson Wentz semi-chub meter, it's, it's like it's not at full chub. But it's definitely at semi job. It is. It, we 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 blew the dust off of it. We brought it out of retirement because man, does our quarterback look freaking good? And it makes me even more upset that the Eagles did not trade Nick Foles for the thirty fifth pick in the draft. Like I don't I don't even under I don't even think there's a logical argument for keeping him other than they got nostalgic and were like, oh, we have to ask Nick if he approves after we already gave him $2 million to go on top. Like, how much do we have to give this guy for winning the Super Bowl? Like, it's fantastic. I love everything he did. It was great. But, like, people win the Super Bowl all the time. <laughs> like, like, 
I know we haven't won it in 50 some years, but like, like Jesus Christ, is is 35th pick in the draft? Now we can all just hope that something like Teddy Bridgewater happens again. I'm not wishing injury, but in order to trade falls, that's probably what's going to have have to happen at this point. Although I will give the Eagles the benefit of the of the doubt because I feel like they uh they did not expect Carson Wentz to look like this at all because I don't think any reasonable human being expected him to just look perfectly fine uh like six months after. <laughs> after messing his whole entire knee up. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that they didn't think he would look like this. But, like, come on, Howie. Like, you, you needed to pull the trigger on that. Like, he's gonna, if, what if he walks after next year? And, like, I don't I don't feel like relitigating it, but I was pretty upset when, when that all went down. Um, another thing that happened this week, or since the last podcast, was Doug, you know, you know, this guy. This guy. Doug Peterson, I said it many times, but it continues to prove that he is really just our dads. So the rookies were at Citizens Bank Park, and they're taking batting practice, and they're all swinging and missing because these people think that hitting a baseball is so easy. It's not at all. Uh, and guess what? Guess what Big Balls Doug does? He goes out there, and he says, well, it's back of the line, rooks. And he wins the whole damn home run derby. You know, the rookies are just trying to have a fun time. And guess what Doug did? Doug sent a message on day one saying, we're not here to have fun. We're here to win. Watch how Big Balls does it. Like, it's just, he's our dad. He's always competitive. He's always trying to win. Uh, my version of Doug Peterson wears the new balances with the white new balances. That's my version of Doug Peterson. Um, and he won that home run derby and said, it's time to get down to business. And those those rookies fell right in line. Also... The New England Patriots are just continuing to crumble all over the place. Like, the, the fact that the Eagles are the team that have ended the Patriots dynasty will never not be funny to me. So Curtis Marsh came out, and he was saying how like how unfun it was to play in New England and how miserable everyone is. And I don't even care that Curtis Marsh, or whatever his name was, Cassius Marsh, um, wasn't even a big member of the Patriots. Just the fact that these little things continue to come out about the Patriots like Doug Peterson's goofy-looking ass torched the greatest, the greatest coach of all time, and Nick Foles beat Tom Brady. Like, and it's all just crumbling to the ground. Like, they don't, know, they don't know what to do with themselves up there. They really don't. It is, it, like, just watching this whole offseason just come down has been, it's, it's, it's truly been almost just as good as watching the Super Bowl. Because it's like, it's like, this is the best, the best post-Super Bowl like the parade was cool, the parade was awesome, but the Pats crumbling after the Eagles beating them in the Super Bowl is ahead of the parade for me. It really is. It goes winning the Super Bowl, <laughs> Pats crumbling all offseason, parade in that order. It's over. I can just see it. Belichick's gonna leave after next season. Tommy Boy's gonna be done. He doesn't show up to OTAs. But he's also training in the Alex Guerrero facility, which is like uh, 300 yards from the stadium, from Gillette Stadium. Like, it's it is, it's quite comical. And finally, uh, the media today asked Jim Schwartz, like, "Are you worried about your pass defense because of Tom Brady?" And like, what these people don't understand because they don't listen to the Counterpoint podcast is that Jim Schwartz was lion hunting in Africa all off season and then he comes back to these mere mortals and gets asked about Tom Brady and he basically was like we won the fucking Super Bowl 
that's a guy who has been hunting lions for the last five months. That's my Jim Schwartz. Actually, for the last three months. He doesn't need these these stupid, pedulant questions about, about winning the Super Bowl. Respect to Jim Schwartz. It's tough. It's tough coming down off the high of winning the Super Bowl and then going lion hunting all offseason in Africa. With that, it's time for a loaded counterpoint mailbag. All right, mailbag time. Again, a loaded episode of the Counterpoint Podcast. Actually, we did get an interesting email that I didn't want to, I wanted to make it more of a show topic than a mailbag topic to do it justice. That'll be next episode. Um, all right, let's get to it. So, um, from Guido Shedders, who follows me on Twitter and is from the Netherlands, which I always think is cool when, um, when people who aren't from America listen to the podcast. I think that's interesting. I want to I wanna learn how they became Eagles fans if they weren't born here. I think that stuff's interesting. Anyway, um, Guido says, Hey, Jack, thanks for responding to my question last time. Because of your advice, I will take my now fiancé, then wife, to London for the Eagles game. I mean, you had to do it. You just had to do it. You didn't really have a choice. Um, you asked why I started liking the Counterpoint show after I hated it at first. One of the main reasons would be the super happy trumpets in Jack's headlines, the best sound effect in BGN Radio World. Um, I'm disappointed that it's being used less and less during the last few shows. Please use it more often. Well, listen, that's not my territory. That's all John Barchard, who, again, is trying to ruin the Counterpoint podcast. So just just just, just send him a bunch of tweets. About your, about how he's trying to suppress the counterpoint, the counterpoint podcast. Uh, I finally rated the show, but didn't review. Uh, I don't feel like all the BGN radio hosts show the respect you and the counterpoint should get. So yeah, maybe in the future when they finally understand, you know, agreed. We in the trust tree are being held back by the greedy John Bartred. Like you, I am also marrying in August. Now, I have a question based on this week's show. The whole story and the Eagles jacket at the wedding made me nervous. Am I allowed to wear Eagles gear at my own wedding? If I don't wear anything Eagles related, will I let down the trust tree? Aside from that, there will only be four people who will recognize the Eagles logo and even know what a first down is. I grew up and still live in the Netherlands. Only started watching watching football in my late teens and don't even own any gear to begin with. First thing which comes to mind would be switching ties or something. Sounds kind of lame, and I don't know what to do. Please help. Counterpoint is the best. Please, please keep it up, uh, and please use use more trumpets. Um, listen, I already stated at the beginning of the show that if you are, if you are in the trust tree, you can, you can, of course you can wear Eagles stuff at your wedding. You get it. I'm talking about these other frauds that are out there that, that just would not get it. Uh, and it's tough for you in the Netherlands. I think, I think you don't have to. Listen, I'm not saying you have to wear something Eagles-related. That was just what he did. I'm not wearing anything Eagles-related. But I'm going to have Eagles-related stuff at my wedding. So you don't have to wear Eagles stuff if you have not a wedding coming up. But I think you're not doing the team service, and you're doing them a, a, a disjustice, in fact, if you're not doing something Eagles-related at your wedding. So you, you'll figure it out. I don't care if no one from the Netherlands will understand. They, listen, it's time to, for them to listen to the podcast and understand what's going on here. Um, from Okay, so from Simon Kawanishi. I think I nailed that. So this is a really long, this is a, I'm just going to preface this by saying it's a really, really long email, but it's also awesome. So I think, I think you guys will, will enjoy it. Um, Hey Jack, 
So I just got married and returned from my honeymoon in Hawaii a bit over a week ago. Side note, I am a diseased Eagles fan from Melbourne, Australia, who is not initially from Philly, but lived there, worked there, and has been to the vet. A few thoughts occurred while away, and I thought maybe I should email you. Then we returned and went back to work, and it slipped my mind. You, meant, you then mentioned your friend that went to Alabama and his wedding, and I definitely felt instantly compelled to email you. So to start with, I need to apologize as I didn't consult you prior to my wedding as I used the Eagles in my wedding. It's fine. It's fine. I get it, Simon. But next time, next time you get married, <laughs> make sure you reach out. Uh, my wedding speech started as so. It makes me the happiest man alive to be able to say these words. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, the Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Oh, wait, my bad. I mean, on behalf of my wife and I, I welcome you to our wedding and thank you sincerely for sharing this special day with us. So, Simon, um, here's the thing, buddy, is that I might need to steal that. Can I steal that? Do I I have permission to steal that? Now, I'm not going to do it in my vows because that'd be messed up. But, Simon... Let me know if I can steal that, because I love that. Anyway, uh, furthermore, I mentioned them again in my speech saying that any future children will be diehard Eagles fans. Well, that's already a given. Um, I hope I haven't offended the trust tree by using the birds in my wedding. I feel I get a lot off. I feel I get a lot. I feel I get a let off as I use them prior to knowing we needed permission. I've written some stats that hopefully give me a pass for using them. So let's let's critique Simon. Let's critique Simon here and let him know if he passes. Anyway, um, okay, so this is what Simon says. I get up at 3 a.m. Monday mornings for the 1 p.m. games and then go to work at 6.45 a.m. Well, that sounds pretty dedicated. Um, If it's an 8.25 game, 4.25 p.m., I turn my 4G off for the entire day and refuse to acknowledge the world and watch the game the minute I get home. Good. I I take days off work to watch Sunday night football and Monday night football. Dedicated. I cried when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, of course. I spent $4,300.50 or no, 4300 4350 That's what it is. On Super Bowl merchandise. That's a lot of money. That's like five paychecks for me. Anyway, um, I am a first grade school teacher, and my class reading groups are named after the four Philly teams, with the Eagles being the top reading group. Uh, I've also convinced my six-year-olds to support Philadelphia sports teams. Uh, yeah, you, 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 you crushed the test. I, I, if I ever come to Australia, we need to meet up for a beer because you sound like a legend. Uh, and, and my initial, my initial email was going to be about my honeymoon, so I guess I should add to that a bit. Unbeknownst, unbeknownst to my wife, I packed three eagle shirts, one jersey, and a hat. These were all worn throughout our trip. Many people yelled out, go Eagles, and nice shirt everywhere we went. My wife got a little bit sick and tired of this because of the tension I was bringing. I told her it comes with winning, and that's what the Eagles are. They are winners, Super Bowl winners. I only ever saw one other guy wearing Eagles gear. We just looked at each other and nodded politely. Now, that's a good interaction. That's a good interaction. That's a positive interaction. I like those interactions. Uh, only once did someone yell, go birds. Unfortunately, I got stage fright and didn't know what to say and completely forgot what our code word was. So I just yelled out Howie strokes like a deer in headlights. Well, we fucking hate deer on this podcast. Uh, firstly, my wife looked at me with confusion. Uh, the guy looked perplexed and immediately walked the other way. Something tells me he doesn't listen to the counterpoint pod. Well, listen, that's on him. Um, I hope this email makes sense when you read it. Keep up the good work. I love listening to the counterpoint podcast and go birds. Uh, long ass email, but very well worth it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Simon from Juan Romero. Hey Jack, my name is JC Romero. How's that for a football name? Um, listen, it's a it's a good football name, but you know it's a better name. It's a it's a better left-handed specialist out of the bullpen who also was on the 2008 Phillies team, world world champion 
Phillies team. So you're more of a left-handed specialist, in my opinion. Um, I'm the sickest, uh, sickest, greenest bleeder, diehard Eagles fan south of the border. I like to listen to your show every time you post one, even when your weird thinking process gets too weird. Uh, now that we're in the quiet off-season months, I would like to suggest an entertaining topic. Back in 2003, back in the 2003 to 2005 seasons, I used to watch a lot of games with my cousin using NFL Sunday Ticket. Uh, so we used to watch games, changing channel one play at a time. He's a Titans fan, and the strange thing is that back then, Tennessee had an offensive tackle named Brad Hopkins, whose number was 72. As you as you see, he was a left offensive tackle with the same number as our cherished Trey Thomas. The funny thing is that there was a season when wherever there was a false start penalty by the Titans, I always called it on Hopkins, and then there's a false start on the Eagles. My cousin called it on Thomas, Trey, obviously, and we were right most of the time. That's how we learned each other's team number 72 last name with this in mind i was looking online for specific stats for penalties by player but i just found overall penalties by offense uh by the offense of each team so can you ask trey if he knows how many penalties he had as an eagle i could bet he has the record on false starts for the eagles well listen uh jc he does not know how many penalties he committed as an eagle i'm sorry to, to ruin your trey thomas uh memory and i don't know man because jason peter's He's a pretty big false starter. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, he does not know how many false starts he has as an eagle. From Andrew Johnson, uh, inspired by the show, an argument the other uh, you guys were having, who are your top ten eagles and why? So, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, on Saturday on the BGN show, we got into a hotly contested, um, a hotly contested argument about Nick Foles because James Seltzer for some fraudulent reason, thinks that Nick Foles is a top 10 eagle, which <laughs> he's, he's not a top 10 eagle. Like, just just stop. Just stop. Like, I, I'm sick and tired of this. Anyway, um, here are my top 10 eagles. My top 10 eagles. Uh, number one, Benaric, two-way player, World War hero, 1960 world champion. Reggie, most dominant defensive player of all time. Doc, Probably if I had to pick like the best eagle of all time, he's the best eagle of all time. Steve Van Buren, back-to-back champ, 48-49. And Ray Dittinger said that he has to be on there. <laughs> so I'm going to go by what Ray Dittinger said because uh, he's the best. Um, and then Jerome Brown, dominant defensive player. Uh, if, he, if he stays alive, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And he's a great eagle. Um, six Donovan. I know we're an anti Donovan McNabb podcast, but I also like, like, <laughs> like if anyone puts Foles over McNabb, they their Eagles fan card should be revoked. I'm sorry. Uh, seven Randall, awesome Eagle, awesome player, changed the position. If Buddy cared about offense at all, they probably win the Super Bowl. Uh, first modern Eagle on the team. Uh, I'm putting Jason Peters on there. I think he's the best left tackle in Eagles history. Uh, now he did quit on Chip Kelly, but so did the entire fan base. He needs a Super Bowl. I need him to win a Super Bowl. Nine Shady. He's the all-time leader in rushing yards and, like, is awesome and always talks about how much he loves Philly and was only not here because that fraud, Chip Kelly, got rid of him. I think Shady has to. Like, I, I don't even think it's an argument. Like, he has to be a top the Eagle. He's the all-time leader in rushing yards as an Eagle. Like, come on. And then 10, I have Brandon Graham, biggest play in the Super Bowl. Uh, he, he's just, like, the epitome of an Eagle. He's an Eagle after everything he went through here. And to make that play in the Super Bowl, I think, was awesome. Uh, and he's also a great player. He's a great player. 
So, uh, all right. So from Stephen Katsopoulos. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was probably completely butchered. Uh, hey, Jack, I just finished watching Wentz top 10 throws of last year, and it got me a little emotional. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I haven't done that because I'm worried about the emotion that's going to come pouring out. Uh, my question for you with Wentz's game, mobility is a huge aspect, and that's why he's so, so spectacular. Do you believe he will ever get back to how mobile he was, or is he going to be injured, or is the injury going to hinder his career? Thanks, Jack. So, um, I have been worried about this, but it's weird because like, I watch him out there, and he looks ex- he looks exactly the same. Like he just looks exactly the same. I don't know how it's possible. He just looks the same. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the same. I think it's going to be a little bit different, but he looks just as bouncy. I don't know. I I I'm, I've learned to stop doubting him and Joel Embiid. The, the two athletes in the city, I will just forever stop doubting are, are Carson Wentz and Joel Embiid. So. He could. He definitely could. But it's something to definitely worry about. Um, from Kyle McCartney, should Nick Foles or Carson Wentz be on the Madden cover uh, at Sounds by Kyle? No, because we, we we on the Counterpoint Podcast, the official position of the Counterpoint Podcast is that we never want Eagles on the Madden cover because of the Madden curse, and it's a terrible football game. And T.O.'s on it this year. Like, why the fuck is T.O. on the Madden cover? And why is he wearing, why is he wearing the Cowboys? Like, you, you go in as a 49er. That's just my opinion. Uh, let's see. Uh, from Jack Cole, dear Jack, big fan of the podcast, love the show. Now I need some help. As by the title of the email, I live in Las Vegas, and when the Knights came, I went all in on the Knights. Is it okay to be a fan? Uh, is it okay to not be a fan of the Flyers anymore? P.S. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. Listen, man, that's a personal decision by you. Uh, if you're from here, now here's the if you're from here and you move out there, and then you just stop being a Flyers fan because the Vegas fan, the Vegas Knights are there. Uh, I think you're just being a little recency bias. And yeah, I just yeah, I I I don't think it's okay. I'm not happy about it, to be honest with you. Not happy about it at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not if you're not from here and you just lived and grew up in Las Vegas, it's fine. That makes sense. They didn't have, they never had a sport. They never had a, a major sports team there before. Makes sense. Uh, from uh, Jeff Warren, who runs the Philly sport, Philadelphia Sports Table podcast, a great podcast for all four teams. Um, what percent chance would you give that Vitae is the, the future starting left tackle once Jason Peters is no longer playing that position? I don't think the Eagles really want that. I think they like, they like Vitae as like a, like a transition, uh, not like a full-time starter at left tackle. I would be, I would be surprised if Vitae is a long-term answer at left tackle. I really would be. And guys who know football better than I do say he really wasn't that good down the stretch, which I didn't totally see, but eh, we'll see. Um, from Lonus at SXRIC. Uh, do you think Chris Long can help Josh Sweat become a good football player since they both go by shorter versions of their real first names and have last names that are real words? So here's the difference is that like Long, like we've seen Long work before. Long has worked before. Now Long is a real word. I agree with you, but there's no physical, tangible Long. Sweat is sweat. You feel sweat. You, you, you physically sweat. Long's different. Long, you don't feel long. You know? Things are just long. Sweat is tangible. So I, I disagree. Lonus. Lanish. I disagree. I don't think I don't think Chris Long can help Josh Sweat at all. Now I'm in a conundrum with Josh Sweat because like I watch the tape, I hear them talk about him, and he is awesome. So, like, but I also I put it's a pretty hard stance against Josh Sweat. Because he's gonna be a bust. I'm in I'm in a conundrum. And you can let me know. Do I root for Josh Sweat to be good because he's an eagle 
or, or do I root for the bust because then it validates the name test? It's a tough position. I like being right. I like being right. Am I a fraud if I'm rooting against Josh Sweat? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, from Tim Westcott, uh, who's on your Mount Rushmore of play-by-play announcers? Great question. So Al Michaels, 100%. I love Al Michaels. Gambling Al is my favorite. Uh, to Mike Breen. Mike Breen is phenomenal. I love Bang. I think Bang is the single greatest call in all of sports. Three, Joe Buck. I think if you hate Joe Buck, I think you are a moron. And the anti-Joe Buck narrative... Now, 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 here's the thing, is that he was, like, admittedly bad in the 08, 08 World Series. Like, he was just down, depressed. Like, it just sounded like he didn't want to be there, which is bad. It was bad. But, like, if you can't accept that he has turned around and he is a really, really good broadcaster, like, he doesn't hate Philadelphia at all. If you've ever listened to any podcast with him, like, it's just absurd to even get that notion. Uh, I really, really like Joe Buck. I think he's a great baseball guy. Uh, and football, like, it's he's a good football call. Like... His call of the Stephon Diggs touchdown was awesome. Like he's just he's just good at his job, and I just don't I don't get the Joe Buck hate. I'm sorry, I just don't get it. And for Kevin Harlan, I love Kevin Harlan because like he doesn't take his job too seriously, but he's also awesome at his job. That's like kind of how I view myself. <laughs> Basically, Kevin Harlan. Um, I think he's really good. I think he's funny, and he calls things in the moment, like especially when fans jump on the field, like it's a real game. I, I respect Kevin Harlan for that. Um, from Gary Gambino. Is it possible to trade Nick Foles during the season after Wentz returns? It is possible, I guess. I don't think you would get as much. You might get as much. Um, it's just that you would have to be relying on an injury or something for that to happen. And trades, now it's picked up a bit recently in how he loves trading, but you just don't really see big trades during the season. But yeah, theoretically, if a guy gets hurt and Nick Foles is just sitting there, I could see it, Gary. I could see it. From at uh, Frank, or from Frank Foxman. At another beer rep. Um, now that the Eagles have won the Super Bowl, are you secretly rooting for any other former Eagles player or coach to win one? I am hoping Big Red gets one. You know, I really like I can't really think of one. Um like I think I think it'd be cool to see Big Red win one just because of all he's been through and um he's a really good dude. I think it'd be cool to see Big Red win one. I just I just don't think he's physically capable of doing it. Um. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you on Big Red, but like, who really is left here that you want to see win one? Like, I guess Shady, if he wins one in Buffalo, I think that'd be pretty cool. But like Deshaun, I don't really, I don't want to see that. Like the Bucks, I don't want to see the Bucks win because that means that they probably beat us, and then it's Vinnie Curry, Bo Allen, and 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 Deshaun getting another another ring. Well, Deshaun never got a ring, but those two did. I don't know. Uh, I don't think there's really, unless I'm missing someone obvious, I don't think there's one out there besides Big Red. Like, I would, I'd be cool with Big Red winning one. Just not against us at all. Because if that happens, then I want Doug Peterson to just, like, run a score up on him. From uh, Phil D at Philly, Philly28, describe your ideal Super Bowl banner raising at the link in week one. So... Uh, I think if the Eagles were smart, now this is how I would do it. They don't, I mean, I'm sure they listen to the podcast, so they'll, they'll take my idea. But uh, first, tissues handed out by the ushers. Um, I think that's just a, a, a thing they have to do, a, a respectful thing they should do. Uh, t- uh, tissues handed out for all the tears that are going to be shed. Second, uh, I want Howie flying in. Like, I want Howie, I want Howie to, to fly in as an Eagle with like the Eagle, <laughs> like a helmet. With the, with the Eagles helmet on, I need I want Howie flying in, and and landing like a Birdman. <laughs> I just think that'd be. I th- first off, my version of Howie Roseman 
like he loves the idea of like flying and he's like a little nerd that loves playing with drones so now he gets a chance to fly in and like also i envision how i do a lot of like call call i don't know why but my version of howie roseman does that uh i want him flying in i think every member of the eagles legend community needs to be invited back and allowed on the field i don't care if it takes up the entire field they all deserve to see that thing go up um and rocky's not invited we don't want rocky there uh, and then I I, I want to see I want to see Doug Peterson physically pulling the banner up. That's how I want it to go down. <laughs> uh, another one from at at another beer rep. Uh, how many times leading up to your wedding are you and Jill going to practice the Philly special? Uh, will you rehearse tirelessly to make sure you have it down, or take a page out of the Eagles book and only practice one to two times before the big play? Well, they they only practiced like three times, so I only have three times to nail it. Now, here's the tough thing is that I have to explain the backstory to Jill. Now, that's going to take a little bit of work. She has to nail the lane lane. Like, if she doesn't say lane lane, it's just all out the window at that point. But I think we'll practice like one. Now, here's here's the tough part is that two of her sisters are going to be like nine months pregnant at that point. So, like, obviously a little bit on the offensive line. But, listen, they move too much. I can't have them move too much because then I'm worried about them losing the babies. So, but it also it's worth it to make my wedding special and they should only care about that, not their future children. Right? Correct? Cool. Um, from at the Smarty Jones, uh, should a person decide whether or not to attend a wedding based on the groom's opinion of Nick Foles as a top 10 eagle? Yes. I am making this statement right now that James Seltzer's invite to my wedding is based solely dependent on him admitting that Nick Foles is not a top 10 eagle of all time. Because he is not a top 10 eagle of all time. And that's all I have to say about that. From Neil Dutton, you can go to dinner uh, with three current Eagles players. Who, why, and where are you eating? So here's the thing is that I've already decided, and I'm only taking one current eagle. And that is Corey Clement. Me and Corey Clement are going to a Del Frisco's in Philadelphia. Actually, take that back. Me and Corey are hitting up every cheesesteak joint in the city in one day. We will sit down. We will have a nice long conversation about him growing up a Cowboys fan and being able to revel in the glory of winning the Super Bowl with an Eagle, with the Eagles, even though he made fun of Eagles fans in high school for, for rings. So only one Eagle I'm interested in going to dinner with, and that is Corey Clement. That will also do it for this episode of the Counterpoint Podcast. Thank you all for the wonderful mailbag questions. A bunch of fun as always. Again, you can always email them to Counterpoint mailbag at gmail.com. And as always, leave reviews on the podcast on uh, uh, on you know BGM Radio and iTunes. And please let John Bartard know that you're disappointed that he continues to suppress the Counterpoint podcast. That's all I have to say. This is what your second record, and it's the song you wrote. Uh, yes, I write most of the stuff.